people are going to be able to say women again and not be erased from their place of employment. The top facility that mutilated children chemically and surgically is done. In the separate country of California, cities have stood up against the so-called public health care boss. No. No, 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 no. No, no more. No more masks. No. No to the experts. Some healthcare workers who've been fired have got fantastic news. And people with influence, huge influence, are beginning to call out the reconstruction of language. Oh, and Google, they didn't get what they wanted from a judge. And this is so very important because it goes to the heart of what you sometimes fail to see in this world. And that is the good news. Well, the good news is the gospel of Christ. The other good news is things are turning. No, they really are. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I said that weird, didn't I? Today is the day the Lord has made. Thank you to our friends at Bonefrog Coffee, bonefrog.us, the partner of the week. When you buy the coffee there, and remember, you get 5% off a subscription plan, make sure you use bonefrog.us. That's vitally important. It's so easy to skip the good news. And in fact, the, uh, the, the Mockingbird media would really enjoy having us never see good news. They want people in a constant state of disruption and fear. And fear is an emotion, not of the Lord. God reminds us of this time and time again. Do not be afraid. 365 times in the Bible. But the good news that's happening is something that we should stop and give thanks for. Because in every single case of good news, this is also, in one way or another, a return to godly standards, even to the tune of something as simple as thou shalt not lie. Now, I'm not saying that these are godly people. I'm not saying that these are even Christian-driven decisions. But I'm saying that the, 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 the word of God has a funny way of making itself helpful If people live according to it, they live better lives. Now, that doesn't mean that you go to heaven, that you're saved just because you live that way. There's steps to be taken. But so many of these things go back to the word of God. And to begin with this is to have people understand what it had been for so very, very many families. I start with this topic about the National Health Service shutting down Tavistock Center. Tavistock Center was the chop shop for kids who became gender confused or gender defiant or had been gender conned. And to understand this victory 
it's really necessary to understand the way things have been for a decade for many parents. And the, the height of this madness, it continues in the United States because pharma owns this country and they own the invention of so-called trans people because they benefit from it more so than most of the other party members. Here's the way life worked from parents. One day your child comes home and they're going to read to you from a script. And most parents never knew that it was a script and it hit them like a, like a, like a landslide landing in their front room. The script goes like this, mom, dad, I need to talk to you about something that's been on my heart for a long time. And I'm hoping you can just listen to me and, and not argue and, and just, just hear what I have to say. It's really important that you hear me. Okay. Most parents agree to that. Mom, dad, I've known this my entire life. And I was always afraid to share it with you. I've been pretending my entire life. And now that I am nearing puberty, I am breaking. I can no longer pretend. These breasts growing on me or this, this hair growing on my body, it's foreign. I, this is not me. I, am, I have a male brain or a female brain. And I know, I know that this is very new science. Most people aren't aware of it. Most of our doctors aren't. But I need to tell you, if I don't get treatment for this, I'm going to kill myself. I will kill myself. Sometimes it starts more subtly. Sometimes the script is a little bit more subtle. It is a daughter sitting with their father saying, can I ask you a question? Would you ever agree to a, me having a breast reduction surgery? That's like that really, I, I can't do sports anymore. I can't run. I can't jump. I mean, could you ever see that? Like, even if I'm an adult, like, would you push back if I did it at 18. Well, if you're 18, I guess you could do that. Okay. So you don't think it's like some sin. Well, no, I mean, I, maybe I wouldn't like it, but it's not a sin. Okay. So it's not a sin, but what's magic about 18? What about 17 and, and like 300 days? These scripts are pushed out to them online by advocacy groups and they're strangely well distributed. They're funded is why I say that. So imagine that you are that parent and your child has said, unless you let me put wrong sex hormones in my body, I will kill myself. Oh, and by the way, I have a psychiatrist who agrees. Now, in a world of sense, every healthcare provider would join the parents at the hip saying, whoa, whoa. Whoa, you're what? Born in the what? Let's slow down a little bit. Let's slow down a lot. Let's really think about the implications of this, starting with, let's work on the mental situation here because you're certainly not a girl. You're obviously a boy. You're certainly not the opposite sex. That's not true. So let's work on this because you are not the opposite sex. Cannot be. Those parents have been alone for a decade. 
doctors behind their backs handing out brochures to the chop shop that is children's hospital, so-called, in Seattle. The gender clinic. And again, parents utterly blindsided. You you, you take your 11-year-old, 12-year-old to children's hospital. The premier place in the world for helping kids be cured of cancer. Life-saving air flights. You know, GoFundMes for hundreds of thousands of dollars to send kids there. The Seahawks go there and help kids maintain mental momentum. It's children's hospital. And so parents scared to death because their kid says, I'm going to kill myself unless I get wrong sex hormones. They're baffled. And so they turn to Children's Hospital and it takes a month, sometimes two months to get an appointment. Oh, and Children's won't call you. Right? They don't call you back. They won't answer phones. You get on a wait list if you're lucky, so-called. And I know this because I've talked to 25 families. No, I've talked to 40 families who've been through this exact trip. And so you go into Children's Hospital and you're maybe holding the hand of your preteen. Wow, you're, you're that scared. You're holding my hand. And I'm told it's on the second or third floor of the, the building in Bellevue outside of Seattle. I have no idea what it would look like inside. I imagine that they've got kids' magazines and toys, tablets, I'm guessing. I don't know. But I do know this. You go back and you see a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist will talk with the child alone. And then parent after parent has told me, this is the play. This is the play. The psychiatrist exits, comes back sits with the parents. Mr. and Mrs. Lohune, I know this is very, very surprising news for you. And I want you to know the most important thing is that you, you let your child know that you love him. And Mr. and Mrs. Lohune look at each other and say, him? What are you talking about? Our daughter's a girl. That's what we need to talk about. I know that for years you have thought of your son as a girl, but you must, must, you must accept that your child has a condition that cannot be addressed through therapy. It cannot, there is no cure. Your child was born in the wrong body. What they're experiencing leads to suicide. So to be blunt with you, Because I can only be honest, you need to decide today whether you want a dead son or a living daughter. And I'd like to leave you alone to think about that. But it's imperative that you affirm this. We learned in the way gay people were treated that we must affirm. To do anything else is to deny their existence. And now the kid is behind closed doors. 
As a parent, you could say, oh, no, absolutely not. We're leaving. We're taking our kid out of this madhouse. Okay. Well, then they can call CPS, Child Protective Services, because that child is now a danger for suicide because of these irresponsible, bitter, clinging parents who are probably religious zealots. And so some parents play the game. Wow, we really need to think about this. We really need to think about it. And in Seattle or Vancouver or Portland or Los Angeles or Austin or New York or Chicago, you don't dare say we need to pray about it. Because that's an invitation to have your kid taken on the spot. Many parents are so utterly terrified. I'm at Children's Hospital. I'm at Mary Bridge. And they're telling me this. Someone in a white coat. I see the thing on their wall. It says they're a PhD. And parents cave. For the parents who don't cave, it is now every time your kid has an interaction with an adult authority figure, you have to worry. Is the teacher gender jacking? What about the doctor, the pediatrician? Parents leave states. My wife and I know 50 families who fled the separate countries of Washington and Oregon so that they could get their kids help. That's how things are in the separate countries on this continent, such as California. Not so much more in England. Tavistock Center was the ground zero for the explosion in so-called gender dysphoria cases. Now, gender dysphoria is a real thing. So is generalized body dysphoria. That's been a thing forever. Dysphoria, uh, inability to be happy with your body, inability to accept it, dysphoric. It's been a thing forever. The explosion in gender dysphoria is only being noticed by some people now, particularly conservative media, some time or another in the past two years decided it was finally safe to talk about this. Thank you for coming two years in to a 10-year nightmare for parents. Thank you for finally catching up with reality. Thank you for finally being brave enough to talk about this. Tavistock Center is shutting its doors. It's shutting down its so-called gender identity clinic. Why? Because it was failing children. How do they know this? Because they did a massive study. And this is government medicine complete. It's the National Health Service shutting this down. They're shutting it down because it cannot continue to mutilate kids in this way. They're shutting it down because time and again, when they have been allowed to study the outcomes, they found out that, wait a minute, putting kids on wrong sex hormones doesn't, in fact, stop their depression or anxiety. In fact, it doesn't prevent suicides. Sometimes the numbers are worse. And we're only now beginning to understand that the puberty blockers have unseen health, circum uh, for, uh, health problems. Oh, unforeseen? You didn't test them. So they're shutting it down. And this is such 
brilliant news in Europe because they're not the only country that has seen that this stuff is disastrous to kids. Thank you, God Almighty, for speech, for story. Thank you to the detransitioners. And we played audio of them on the program, the detransitioners who were brave enough to say, I got conned. I had my breasts sliced off and I want them back, but I can never get them back. My voice is ruined forever. My hands are too big. My cranium is too large. And that's the female side of this. With the boys, the introduction of estrogen into the male body, wouldn't you know, it causes people to become irrational and violent and unpredictable and further suicidal. How could it be? Well, because estrogen unbalanced does not belong in the human body of a man. Tavistock Center is closing its doors of its gender clinic. Now, the evil's not done with Tavistock. Tavistock is tied way, 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 way into the medical industrial intelligence complex. So it's not like the evil's over, but this particular evil is being shown and shut down for what it is. And it's the strangest thing. What did it take? People who once again refused to lie. Thou shalt not lie. These aren't people born in the wrong body. That does not happen. Trans is not a real word. There is no such thing as a transgender person. There are people who identify as transgender. There are people who feel that way. There is no such thing as being transgender. To say otherwise is to speak the language of the enemy. You notice how so often party members or good adherents to the party will tell us, we can learn so much from Sweden. We can learn so much from Europe, but not in this case. Do you notice that there's not a peep of this in the American news world? This is the National Health Service of England saying no more gender clinic. This is the Queen's Hospital. This is the official, this is the the National Health Service that they worship. Do you remember the ridiculous hospital bed ballet during one of the Olympic ceremonies where, where England's celebration was of people in hospital beds? Do you remember fetishizing National Health Service nurses and doctors when they rolled out the Great Reset? Do you remember that there were there were fireworks in the shape of injections and needles? But somehow or another, the American media makes no mention of the fact that the most pervasive, maybe that's not the right word, the most influential, so-called gender identity clinic in Europe is done. So easy to miss this good news. What does this mean? It means that parents whose kids have been conned can take the Tavistock news and say, they shut it down. They knew. And here's what Tavistock's getting ahead of. The shutting it down is fantastic news. Let us thank God that he has provided a speech and thought and story to be able to tell this to people that he softened hearts. But there's another reason, of course, that Tavistock is shutting down. 
And that has to do with the coming wave of lawsuits that will dwarf the tobacco lawsuits of the 80s. Dwarf it. You know, the the party is just attacking the human body. It's just just is. It it doesn't it can't stand the human body. And one of the reasons it can't stand the human body, of course, is because it's the human body provides us freedom. <laughs> freedom to move about, freedom to sing, freedom to speak. The human body is all of these things that the, the, the freedom to sing. And there's also then our responsibility to care for the human body. That goes down to cleansing our bodies and to do it in a good and proper way. As I'm thinking about the, the gender clinic being shut down, Tavistock, I'm now thinking about Iceland and their decision to, uh, to kill children with Down syndrome. Because, you know, come on, they're just useless eaters. And Iceland bragging about, yeah, 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 we, uh, we did away with uh, Down syndrome. No, you did away with people who have Down syndrome, but you didn't do away with the syndrome. Secondly, I'm not certain that Down syndrome people aren't angels of some sort. I'm, I'm being colloquial. It's a funny thing about Down syndrome as a syndrome. It creates really kind people. Isn't that interesting? Kind people. Uh, the Lord gives us the ability, the privilege to care for the least of these because the poor will always be with us. Iceland flunked. Ah, these Down syndrome kids, they're a lot of work. Man, they're a lot of work. Well, there is an equal and opposite reaction. There's Alan's Soaps. Allen's Artisan Soaps at allensoaps.com, A-L-A-N-S soaps.com. The partner in this, it's a father and son partnership. Allen is the young man who's now 12. Happy birthday, Allen. And is the chief soap officer. Why? Well, I mean, this is a boy who, who can't speak. He can't, he can't string together sentences. The only time he can really exercise is in the water. How could he be the chief soap officer? Because in the body of Christ, we all have abilities and Allen's is an incredible sense of smell an incredibly sensitive skin, part of his condition. If the soap works for Allen, it's going to work for you. Oh, and then there's the creativity. The new scent is lilac applewood. They're brilliant at coming up with, with seeming scents that seemingly don't belong together. Lilac Applewood. And Alan helps create these. And you go to alansoaps.com. That's A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd. You get, you get a discount. You get 10% off of everything to be precise. You can also sign up for the Herminator subscription plan. You can have scents like vanilla lime, lavender rosemary, which is inspired by Alan's grandmother, cedarwood, jasmine, watermelon, basil. And you can get these delivered so that you never need to go at the store and buy soap and you will know. It's an equal and opposite reaction to the party. Who bakes your soap? Well, a company that values life with three generations of soap-making expertise. That's who. Who's on the name? It's a young man that the party said can't do it. He does it. Strange bedfellows. This is a situation of strange bedfellows. As Tavistock is scuttled, one of the people who's helping to push back against the trans ideology and trans militants 
um, is a same-sex attracted barrister. And it, this lawyer, but I think it's bigger than lawyer, isn't it? Barrister. Um, her name is Allison Bailey, a same-sex attracted woman. Um, she got a major ruling in her case, Bailey versus Stonewall and Garden Court Chambers. It found that she'd been victimized and discriminated against by her employer for expressing gender critical beliefs. Think of this. Gender critical belief says there's, that there's men and women and that men cannot become women and women cannot become men. That's called gender critical. In other words, biologically sound. So she was, uh, she was discriminated against. Such was the oppressiveness of Garden Court's actions against her. She was awarded um, aggregated damages of 22, uh, two, yeah, 22,000 pounds. This is, by the way, from unheard.com, really important site. These are only granted where discriminators' actions are particularly unnecessary, high-handed, or oppressive. You notice it's not the same sort of thing you get out of an American courts. I wish she got more. Bailey also sued Stonewall for inducing Stonewall is a uh, is a group that was pushing for special rights for same-sex attracted people. And then they took on the T for the fake word transgender. And then that took over everything. All of a sudden, same-sex attraction didn't matter. Much, and, and all the way up to same-sex attracted people have to have sex with the opposite sex. Let me, let me just boil that down again. Right up to if you are a woman who says, I can only enjoy sex with other women, well, you have to have sex with trans women. In other words, men with penises, because they're women too. Or you are a transphobic bigot. A group founded to seek special rights and privileges for same-sex attracted people, and in some cases, to their defense, in some cases, equal rights, which became special rights, all of a sudden, the money from the transgender jackers comes in. Now you have a group founded on Hey, we're same-sex attracted. You know, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Saying to these people, yeah, you're here and queer, but you have to have sex with men, even if you are someone who identifies as a lesbian. Otherwise, you're a bigot. That's, that's how far down the, the rabbit hole this went. So she also sued Stonewall for um, inducing, instructing, or causing some of the uh, actions of her former employer. She accused the charity of, quote, trans extremism. There's no such thing as trans moderation. But she didn't win that aspect of the case. As a result, Stonewall and supporters, including Owen Jones and Pink News, are celebrating. In their blinkered view, she lost. However, this is to disregard the consequences of interrogating the extreme ideology and methods perpetrated by, perpetuated by Stonewall. So this same-sex attracted woman wins a major victory against bullying people into saying that men are women and women are men. This is a massive victory for what? I am the classic broken vessel. I am a useless clay pot, clay pot. God is the potter. He's the artist. I'm just a big bowl of clay that he baked up into something. So God uses broken vessels all the time. Of course, this woman is a broken vessel. We are all broken vessels. But they, God has used Allison Bailey to restore the ability to speak his word. You can't speak Genesis. God made them man, God made man and woman. You can't speak that and not be filled with hatred. You can't speak that and not be committing a hate crime. Under obscene laws like this are diktats. 
except for now. Now employers in England are under notice. Allison Bailey won 22,000 pounds. How much would you like to give each and every employee you bully into pretending men or women? This is a cracking, a huge crack in the wall that upholds gender extremism, gender militantism. But it's bigger than this, and it's always been bigger than this. This has always been about the ability to speak the truth biologically and spiritually. And guess what? Those two things meet at the middle. Anytime you pursue a sincere pursuit of the Christian faith, you land back at what we have as our best scientific observations if they are scientifically rigorous, such as, wow, God created man and woman. And look at that. There's men and women. And yes, there's intersex. And that is not trans. has nothing to do with trans. There's also people who are born with one leg. God allows mistakes like this to occur because we are the ones who have the opportunity, in fact, the privilege to care for people in those circumstances as hard as it can be. We get that privilege like we got the privilege of caring for and get the privilege of caring for people with Down syndrome. The Lord has said, you get an opportunity to serve the least of these. Isn't this fantastic? You've been given gifts and you get to pass them on. You've been allowed to steward money and you can give some of that to people with Down syndrome and people born without limbs and people who are born blind. Look, you can give more than money. You can give your time or you can give your words and your job. Allison's Bailey, Allison Bailey's victory is a victory for the ability to speak blatant truth biologically. In my judgment, just as blatant spiritually. So easy to look past the great news. It's so easy to let the media convince us we've lost because that is part of this. And speaking of the media, <laughs> this seems utterly unconnected. And yet it's not. You know that phrase, that cliche, one trick pony? Eventually, when you catch someone's trick, the trick doesn't work anymore. Wait a minute, Klinger? Remember that from MASH? Klinger was the man who dressed as a woman because that used to be a joke. Wait a minute, Klinger, says Captain Potter. Your, your uncle died three times last year. No, that was my other uncle. Nope, same name. Your mom died seven times last year. Well, she was a cat. Remember that? The one trick pony thing, uh, Judy Woodruff, she, she did the one trick pony thing and it seems completely unconnected because it's about the economy, but it's not completely unconnected. It's absolutely, absolutely the same thing as the gender jacking. And it's also great news because they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for the last the, the, the last use of the one trick pony because God is stripping them full naked. He's taking away their ability to deceive. Oh, it's so, so remarkable. Such a blessing. And it's potential power. It's not power in and of itself, it's potential power. You know, the SOTA weight loss program, SOTAweightloss.com. Here's, let me, let me see. I'm going to try this. You know, back in the day in radio, we, asked to, we had to do stuff in 60 seconds. I'm going to try this. 
because that's sometimes when, when I'm doing ad lib commercials, like a partner announcement like this, I go over sometimes because I get into it. I love these guys. Here we go. Three, two, one. When you go to sodaweightloss.com, you start a journey and you're starting a journey being helped along by healthcare providers, the good sort of healthcare providers who follow the evidence. What do I mean? Well, the evidence, they created a system that helps people drop unwanted fat from their bodies very, very predictably. Why is that important? Because the predictability is what makes it possible for the unwanted fat to stay off. Hills and valleys in weight loss, not good. Taking off 10 pounds this week and two the next and 12 the next, not good. That's weight that's going to come back. That fat will return. They also measure their results. They track themselves and they let you track them. Almost 7,000 reviews in average 4.8 stars. They take care of the food. They take care of providing you nutritionist. They take care of the plan and they take care of the counseling. My wife is on it. So is a loved one, family member. So can you be. It's sodaweightloss.com. S-O-T-A weightloss.com stands for state of the art. All right. 61 seconds. Not bad for guys. Just a former disc jockey in radio. John Herman, a supposed talk show, former, former talk shows. A self-appointed radio host, self-described podcaster. Be interesting to see. There's a thing that's in the works, and if it happens, be interesting to see how the mockingbirds attack me. If they do. If they do. Small, small pudding over here. This is Judy Woodruff. And, and just as you listen to this, listen for the bottom of the barrel being scraped in terms of the one-trick pony. And compare it to the trans lie Allison Bailey's victory. Yeah, I can say that men are men and women are women. I get to do that. The Tavistock sensor being shut down, the ground zero for chemically and surgically mutilating children. Compare. Thank you, Jeff. And as we mentioned, a new report today indicates that the U.S. economy is in a slowdown for certain and possibly a recession. This was the second straight quarter where the gross domestic product fell into negative territory, dropping by nearly 1%. Economists often mark a recession by two straight quarters of negative growth, but the jobs market has remained strong during the first half of the year, which muddies the picture. The president and his team are insisting this is not a recession, at least not yet. But many Americans have told pollsters they believe a recession's already underway. I'm joined by, from the White House now by Gene Sperling, senior advisor to President Biden and the American Rescue Plan coordinator. Gene Sperling, welcome back to the news Thank hour. You, so as we're saying, it's not knowable now if the country is... <laughs> it's not knowable. <laughs> now, granted, we created the definition of recession. That was ours. Two straight quarters of, of, of economic contraction, but we, we invented it. It's not knowable. But listen to the comparison. Doctors often assign a sex of a child at birth. That's been a common practice. Many doctors now say it's simply not knowable if a child is a boy or a girl until that child announces it. It's not knowable. <laughs> the great news is anybody can watch this and see this. The great news is this is all potential power. The great news is it's being replicated in some ways completely, well, adjacent to 
the gender lie truly adjacent to, and then some ways that are in fact fully separate from it. The, um, in, in the separate country of California, the idiotically corrupt boss of the LA County so-called public health, Barbara Ferrer, we talked about her last hour. She's the lady who consistently runs around without woke masks and that wants to make everybody else wear woke masks. She's the one who said, oh, it's the data. No, here's what happened. And this is um, Chris Bay on Substack. I'm glad I could introduce Chris to Tucker, by the way. That was good. Um, in Los Angeles, they were writing articles like this. Why is Los Angeles likely to bring back mask mandates? An interview with Los Angeles public health director on her plan to reinstate indoor mask, gates, mask mandates on July 29. Then two cities in the county that independently fund their own healthcare departments, Pasadena and Long Beach announced, nah, we out. We're not doing it. This is huge because both of them are independent. And so they've spent a whole bunch of the supposed pandemic and there never was a pandemic. It's another changed word. They've rendered that meaningless. There's no such thing as a pandemic anymore because it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's a meaningless word, which is very, very important for the, for the party. But they were lockstep in all this stuff. But Pasadena and Long Beach have both said no. And these are important communities I, economically in, in the Los Angeles area, the Los Angeles County. Simultaneously, two cities that don't have municipal health departments, so they're supposed to live under the authority. They decided in very public ways they're not going to enforce it. So they can't say no. They can't say, hey, we're, we're coming up with our own thing, but they're saying, we're not going to enforce this. None of our cops, none of our officials, no one in government here is going to enforce any form of mask mandate whatsoever. It's beginning to work. Even in the separate country of California, sticking to the truth. Being the people that say, I will not wear a, a lie on my face. I will not get my kid injected. It's beginning to work. And so with all of this, then of course, this Barbara Ferrer had to change her opinion. And then there's this. It's not a huge settlement. It should be bigger. We talked earlier this week about the lawsuit, $25 million. Dr. Mary Bowden has, has launched against Southern Methodist Hospital. $25 million because they didn't just fire her. They did it by telling a reporter she'd been fired. They didn't even tell her. They told a reporter. Then they told social media. Then they derided her as dangerous, which means, frankly, how is she going to get a job as a doctor when her former employer said she's dangerous? Why? Because she cured people. Because she said, don't go home and get sicker. If you've been told you have the COVID, come to me. She, she treated 4,000 people. Guess how many died? Not a single one. That was a show for Monday. You heard her words. Healthcare workers in the separate country of Illinois pushed out of their jobs for refusing the mRNA injections or coerced into taking the mRNA injections to keep their jobs have accepted a $10.3 million settlement to end their lawsuit against North Shore University Health Systems and all over America and even in the separate countries. People are reading the settlement. Hospital administrators are having meetings. I remember interviewing a woman. She'd been with one of the largest healthcare providers in the country for two decades. She'd been a nurse 
until she injured herself grievously and had to work from home. During that injury, she suffered an um, allergic reaction to to some medications, parts of which are in the COVID injections. She had two doctors say, doctors, she, she's a nurse. Two doctors said, you will die if you take these injections. Well, you won't. We can't say you will, but you are likely to die if you take these injections. Her employer said, we don't care. We don't care that you work from home and never come in contact with patients. We don't care that you work from home and never come in contact with us. We don't care that the grievous accident you had means that it's really hard for you to leave your house anyway. We don't care that you've won employee awards. We don't care that you do the most complete job on medical records and as a nurse can have conversations around medical records that other people can't. We don't care. You're taking the injections. I'm thinking of her. They finally relented. And one of the reasons they relented is because I was unrelenting in airing her story. And it got picked up by other media networks finally. Not the Mockingbirds. Other radio shows, some conservative media ran with it. It began to apply a cost So all around the country, people are beginning to get notes, administrators of hospitals saying, hey, people are winning lawsuits. Oh, and then there's this. They cannot give away the COVID shots to kids. The take rate for these shots is almost non-existent. And it's only in the blue states. In the blue states, it's only in the blue cities. And in the blue cities, it's only in the smallest minority of people who will get their kids injected with this, that's not being reported. I haven't reported it to my shame. It is so easy to allow the mockingbird media and the devil to steal from us good news. It's so easy to fail to notice things like this or Elon Musk. And I'm not penning any hopes on Elon being a good person or otherwise. He comes from a bizarre background. He's a brilliant, brilliant man, but he comes from a bizarre background. I guess his father, and I, I don't even know if I truly understand this story, but I understand his father is having a baby with with his stepdaughter or, or adopted daughter. Just bizarre. But again, again, people who have that much money tend to become really bizarre. God, God, God rescue them. Elon Musk calling out Wikipedia. Wikipedia has changed the definition of, of recession. They got caught by the world's, one of the world's most, most high profile billionaires called it out. You know how many people are red pilled by this? Oh my gosh. They changed the definition of Wikipedia because an old demented figurehead changed it. Yeah. They did it with women. They did it with pandemic. They did it with vaccine. They did it with herd immunity. They did it with immune systems. They're doing it. And people are now seeing it. And then there's Google and Joe Rogan. Now, it's not Google versus Joe Rogan. There's the mockingbirds getting caught. It's a thing of beauty. Joe Rogan is talking about something that's not to be discussed. And yet, the more I read about Jeff Epstein, and I'm reading about it from the perspective of eugenics. I'm reading about it in sort of what Franken human beings did you intend to create? What Frankenstein monsters were you obsessed with creating using your genes? I've been reading about it from that perspective. But in that reading, there's a lot that doesn't make sense about Jeff Epstein. 
Jeff Epstein wasn't some kind of standout mathematician. Jeff Epstein was a fair to Midland kind of, you know, probably going to be a community college professor or an adjunct professor for the rest of his life. Always apparently liked to sleep around, but all of a sudden, Jeff Epstein became this, this Superman. All of a sudden, Jeff Epstein was a financial wizard. All of a sudden, this guy who was a fair to Midland mathematician and a fair to Midland college professor. All of a sudden, Jeff Epstein became the guy to go out and handle the big money for the biggest clients all of a sudden. And then for two decades, everybody knew what Jeff Epstein was. Everybody knew he was a pedophile. Everybody knew he was sex trafficking. It was widely known, as they say in the business, widely known, but no one did anything. When a guy like Joe Rogan, who survived censorship, let us not forget this. Again, I'm not pinning my hopes to Joe Rogan. My understanding is he likes to take mushrooms, loves himself some drugs, or, I mean drugs, I should say, mushrooms and pot, etc. Look, guy looks like he's in monstrously good health. I don't want to fight him. <laughs> Run away. Can't expect to agree with him on everything, but he survived censorship. Spotify kept him on. Yeah, they disappear some episodes time and again. It is so vital that God, maybe God, has decided to protect Joe Rogan's voice because Joe Rogan is talking about Epstein ways we're not to talk about Definitely it. Definitely donated some money to science. Yeah. You know, but I had a conversation with a scientist who didn't buy into that Epstein stuff and wouldn't go to the meetings and stuff like that. And he said that he was really shocked at how little money he actually donated. Interesting. Yeah, he goes, it wasn't that much money. He goes, it was really like, he he was more than that he was bringing them to parties. Like it was a, it was an intelligence operation. Whoever was running it, whether it was uh, the Mossad or whether it was the CIA or whether it was a combination of both, mm-hmm. it was an intelligence operation. They were bringing in people and compromising them. And then when they would compromise them, they would use you know, whatever they had on them to influence their opinions and the way they express those opinions. And I don't know why they would want to do that with scientists, which is really strange to me. Well, I do. I know exactly why they want to do it with scientists. What do we see now? The science is settled. The scientists agree. These are the safest, most, safest, most effective quote, vaccines in history. Oh, okay. So it reverse transcribes itself into your, uh, into your DNA. Ah, what's a little, you know, modification of your DNA against your will. Come on, relax, sit back and enjoy it. It's good news. This is good news. (laughs) One trick pony CNN is caught. This is a headline from CNN. An entire North Carolina police department resigned after a black woman was uh, town manager was hired. Read it again. An entire North Carolina police department resigned after a black woman town manager was hired. Can I rewrite that for you, please? An entire North Carolina police department resigned after a black woman was named town manager. Oh. Huh. Mark Hemingway. Real Clear Investigations noticed something. Way, way down in paragraph 17, we learn 
that the former, here's, here's Mark's words, the town's previous city manager was black. In fact, CNN doesn't bother to mention until paragraph 17. <laughs> They're pretending it was racism that caused the cops to leave because this woman was black. And CNN, of course, capitalizes B in the letter black, which a lot of conservative people are doing now. Stop that. Stop it. Unless you're capitalizing white too, stop it. But the previous town manager was black. They're caught. It is so easy to look past the good news of them getting caught. There's this. The treasurer, state treasurer of the state of West Virginia writes on Twitter, this is how we beat ESG. This is the ESG score, environment, social justice, and governance, which replaces math, replaces the profit and loss statement of businesses with emotions and opinions. This is how we beat ESG. We will not sit by and let banks boycott the lifeblood of our state. Banks and the restricted financial institutions will be banned from banking contracts with the state of West Virginia. Props to U.S. Bank for changing their policies. Keep fighting. Yeah, they're saying, hey, you know what? In West Virginia, we do mining. You're going to pretend that um, our coal is, is worse off for the, for the world than the solar you make with our coal? <laughs> or the, or the, the lithium you have little kids pulling out of, 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 of mines in South Africa? Or for that matter, even diamond harvesting. Okay, great. You don't get the bank with the state of West Virginia. Republicans are starting to get it. And then the other ones simply are starting to fall. So we will keep the pressure on. Guys, I am well aware of the fact I'll never be at CPAC. I've never cared. I spoke there once to a small group when I was at the RNC. I'm pretty sure I'll never be on Fox News. I don't really care. I have an audience of one and a family of many. My audience of one is God Almighty. My family in the podcasting sense is you. I care about you. I care about, well, people in general. I'm called to, but I don't care about CPAC. So I'll say something like this. Matt Schlapp's CPAC took six-figure social action donation from a Soros-linked dark money network. This is from um, the uh, National Pulse. Simply in their financial statements. They took like a hundred grand from a leftist group. And guess what the leftist group is pushing? Trans ideology. What just happened in England? Tavistock Center is gone. What's happening here? Matt Schlapp is yummy, 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 yummy. Love me some leftist sexual left dollars for CPAC. Conservative political action committee, my finger. Oh, Reminded me of a tweet Matt Schlapp put out. No matter what one thinks of Leah's ability to swim with women, her story deserves our compassion. It will be interesting to hear Leah's point of view in 30 years. Her? Matt Schlapp is pretending that that male swimmer who stole gold medals from women in the Ivy League He's pretending she's a woman. Matt Schlapp knows he's a man. He's pretending. Oh, and the compassion. 
I'm not certain that malignant narcissism is something for which you should have compassion. I mean, concern. I mean, Leah Thomas, that man needs help. I don't know that malignant narcissism is curable minus a, a miracle from God. But hey, Matt, did the women he stole from deserve compassion? Oh, wait, let me guess. You didn't get any donations. You didn't get any donations from them. Good news. The Lord is working. Eyes are being opened. Scales are falling down. Best news. Families are getting some relief from a very, very evil force that's been after their kids. Guys, I can't say it clearly enough. When we pray, do we ever just give thanks for the ability to see because information is potential power? And I'm sorry if I do not spend enough time on the good news. And incidentally, I fear that this was a, like a self-serving podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Let me know if this podcast worked. I feel like it was therapy. Maybe I should send you each 150 bucks for the hour you just spent with me. Just kidding. I can't afford that. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And as always, let's make sure we express thankfulness, absolute gratitude to God Almighty who gives us everything we need.